it, it's uh, it's the month of July, and it's just busy, busy, busy in the dog business. Yeah, especially for you as a dog walker, because people are on vacation and boarding and all that. But for me, too, because people are on vacation, so they're not adopting and fostering. So I have quite a few dogs that I'm juggling as well. And it can, it's, you know, it's it's really hard physically, physically, and mentally. It's really hard. Yeah, when it's uh, a lot of dogs, it becomes a lot all of a sudden. It's um, very different when you're one foster home taking care of one foster dog. Uh, but uh, when we have several dogs, uh, of course, it becomes a whole different thing. Yeah, you know, where I'm living right now, uh, I, I get quite the looks because there's not, there's not very many dog walkers out there. So they're not used to seeing somebody walk five or six dogs at once um, in the neighborhood. So it's just, <laughs> it's, you know, they, I feel like the, I, the crazy chihuahua lady, you know, because they're all these small little chihuahuas, except for Shirley the Black Fluffy Terrier. You totally are the crazy chihuahua lady. Chihuahua, oh, chihuahua. I can just see you out there, like running around with that wild look on your face, and six dogs pulling in different directions, and you're trying to communicate with them. Oh my god, it is funny, and you know, believe it or not, I have ta- let them go off leash in a park, all of them in this neighborhood, even though it's not, you know, the gates, and it's just like your do- eyes are darting watching every single one of them, and you know, you know them so well. It's like which one's going to be the one that's going to bolt or this one's going to be the the jerk if another dog walks by so you sort of keep an eye on them it's just a mental the mental workout it really is cuz you got to focus on all of them at the same time but that's what makes us great f a i r y t a i l s So, hi, Tiffany. Should we say hi to our podcast buddies? Oh, yeah. Hey, buddies. How are you? Are we talking to our people who are listening, or are we talking to each other? <laughs> We're talking to our buddies, and um, uh, we want to tell you about the Pegasus. Pegasus is the special dog that, I mean, they say he can't see, but it's really hard to believe because it's surely he surely behaves like a dog that can see but sometimes we'll like we'll be walking and he'll like step in a pothole didn't see the pothole whoop, whoop. but he, he just moves right along he's just like he just knows that's how he is so he's really cool and he needs a home and he'd do great in a home if somebody's you know um a single person or two adults and they're pretty chill and they want a lap dog yeah, as we mentioned before, the fact that a dog is blind or nearly blind is not as devastating to a dog as it would be to a human being, uh, because dogs don't rely on their eyesight as much as we do. Uh, for them, the sense of smell is the strongest uh, uh, sense that they rely on. Uh, so uh, a blind dog doesn't have that much difficulties to get around, as you may think. Yeah, no, this dog is certainly fine getting around. You know, there are a few things where he he may struggle. Some stairs, if it's like slippery stairs, he doesn't feel confident. But, you know, so he would do great in a home that doesn't have a lot of stairs um, and a yard that he has access to because he goes crazy when he's in grass. He's so joyful. He's just spinning around, running around. Like, he's in grass, and it's like the, the joy that comes out of this dog is precious and he's so cute and he wants to play and it's, he's a, he's a sweet special boy. He, he touches at your heartstrings. 
And to paint a picture of Pegasus, he's this little black and tan uh, chihuahua mix, maybe minpin mix. And um, uh, so Pegasus is a victim of his time, so to speak, uh, because he's been in foster home a very long time now. Uh, we've spoken about Pegasus before here on the podcast. And um, uh, the reason he's in foster home so long is because right now in the summer after uh, the whole pandemic and shelter in place, everyone is so excited to travel and it's just not a good time for a lot of people to get a dog. So a lot of dogs are not seeing any applications right now for adoption, uh, which is why it's so important to have these foster homes. Uh, so we really want to say thank you to all our fosters for being there. And please join our crew. And if you want to do so, or if you want to check out Pegasus, you go to fairytalesdogrescue.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that, Louise, because we, we really need help. I need help, and these dogs, more th- than anything, need help. These there's, there's dogs that need to be pulled from the shelters every single day, and, um, you know, all of the rescues are struggling right now, not just us getting foster homes if it's a foster-based rescue, and so we're not able to pull those dogs. So what that means is they have to stay in that shelter environment, which is so stressful for them. It's doggy gel, and they're terrified, and it's not great for their uh, mindset or anything. They need love, and they need to be in a home. Um, some dogs do fine there, but they they move fast, so they're, they're there for you know short time, but these are dogs that need to be in a home so you can really show their personalities. And if they're stuck there, you know, it's heartbreaking breaks our heart yeah the amount of time a dog spends at a shelter of course affects how hard this experience might come to affect them for the rest of their lives Uh, they're missing out on socialization time they might uh, get more and more depressed and there's just so much they're missing out on and their mental health uh, i'm just scared to think of what that's even like being in there Sometimes I feel like we should do an experiment, Tiffany. An experiment? Okay, what are we going to do? Like we should go live at the shelter as dogs for 24 hours or a week. I don't know. Wow, that's a great idea. I wonder if they would let us do that. I bet Contra Costa would. Oh, they're so great over there. Love Contra Costa. I mean, con- they're they're the Martin in the Martinez, the shelter for Contra Costa County, and the the team there are so loving and caring, and work so hard and work really hard to get these dogs in place. So you know, don't bash your local shelters because you know I know they get bashed sometimes these local shelters, but it's it's really you know there's a lot to um, that people don't really understand uh, about the shelters. Like a lot of people think that they are u- doing a lot of euthanasia, and they they do have to but they they that's the last resort and uh they're also not funded well you know so not always funded well so they're short on staff and they they're there and they don't get paid well they're there because they love animals that's right so when we talk about these horrible uh, side effects of the shelter experience that may come to a dog not all dogs uh, suffer from it um, we are not shaming the shelter staff at all. It's so important to separate 
the shelter experience of the dog and the amazing work that the staff do at the shelter uh, because they are working with such limited resources and basically working for nothing and just for the goodness of their heart. And these dogs are alive only because of them. Right. They, they, are, they are because they have to accept the dogs. They can't be like some places, oh, we can't take that dog. They have to accept all animals that are found, every single animal. And they, they do their best. Um, and they also have incredible veterinarians, uh, veterinarians there who are spay and neutering these dogs, giving them their vaccines. These, they're, they're microchipped. They're working really hard in that, um, making sure this, those dogs don't go back into a bad situation. Well, enough explaining. Okay, let's go back to my amazing idea and about sheltering in the shelter. I'm thinking that this could be a great way to, you know, cause a stir on the internet, go viral, get a lot of people's attention. Look, we're doing this to, you know, show the experience for dogs in the shelter. That would be great. We filmed the whole thing. We would talk about it. We would record, maybe record uh, like some some pre-recorded podcasting there of our experience. Um, I we could maybe even do it live there. You can hear how loud it is. The dogs barking and 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 jumping on the, you know up this on the fences and crying and whimpering. And they're doing that because they're scared. They're scared and they don't know what's going on and they 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 need to be with humans. Yeah, it's not a fun experience uh, at the shelter. And um, the visits that we have there, we always talk about how we're so drained afterwards when we leave. Yeah, because it's, it's not just physical. There is a very intense mental uh, <laughs> exhaustion that comes working with um, something that you love, but you have to see suffering at the same time. Yeah. And you feel so strongly, uh, of course, like, uh, you know, yourself as you walk through the the hallways of all the dogs there. Uh, but I feel like it's also, you know, that energy is in the room of a lot of dog people that are feeling a lot of scared things. And it just creates an energy that's uh, that you can feel it. You can you can touch it. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I know that some people who work in those environment, I knew someone um, that was, uh, was a, um, what's it, what are they called when they're at the shelter? It's like they're the, not the ranger, <laughs> but not the police, like an officer, but it's like an officer, but yeah, anyway, when one of those jobs and you know, I could tell that it hardened him after a while, like it hardened him to see how many kittens would come through and how many animals it just the uh, the abuse of these animals and you could see that there was like he had to put a protection like almost like a wall up to protect himself from it even though he still cared i can imagine a lot of people in the rescue business have to do that you need to distance yourself in order to do your job sometimes so i think it's understandable and you know what I was saying about that energy, it, it makes me shy away from the idea of spending a night at the shelter. Um, but, I mean, if the dogs do it so many days, weeks, months, of course, we can do it for fucking 24 hours. And you know what was interesting? We're talking about, they, you know, we're talking about doing this in a shelter that's fully staffed 
Well, they're open every day. They have staff. Well, there's like these really rural sh- uh, shelters I re- that I learned about. I, I was saddened to hear that aren't even open every day because they don't have enough money. So there's like two days where the dogs are left alone with, you know, food and water. And that's it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's unusual practice because, like you said before, they are working on limited budgets and they're understaffed and there's going to be times when the dogs are not supervised. I think that goes on in a lot of shelters around the country. Tiffany. Louise, I'm feeling like a mood shift, which is which is good. I think we need it. We do. I'm meaning to talk to you about what is going on in space right now. Uh, uh, sh- should I know? Should I have been paying attention to the news? Oh, shit. Tiffany, have you not been watching the news? Not at all. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, is uh, f- uh, going to space. Like, he's creating these, like, vacation uh, idea of going to space. It's a whole thing. He's going there, and uh, some other rich guy is going there, and they're just, like racing to the future wow that's pretty cool i mean except that it's gonna suck because you have to be uber rich to go that's the sucky part but maybe i don't know do we want all this do we want to be in space i don't know now i'm like oh i don't know this is trippy i'm tri- i'm tripping i'm having like a a, a wally moment you know that movie wally it's it's kind of like that's what what he's talking about <laughs> I don't know the movie Wally, but uh, I feel you. But yeah, I can't believe <laughs> that you've missed out on this piece of news. It's uh, you know been actually reported on more than climate change has been reported on last year. <laughs> uh, uh, was a study that I heard of. Fun fact. Um, but anyway, you know we're taking it to the next level of space travel now. It's becoming privatized and. Uh, the next step is that people are just taking trips to space now and you know we're creating an infrastructure so that we can keep building on to what's the next level we're going to do in space like shit is going down in the universe right now tiffany wow i feel like i don't know i feel like i whoa 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 what's going on over here oh Okay, we have, we have a noise that was interesting to them. <laughs> All right, it's okay. Maggie, it's okay. Maggie, it's okay. Anyway, this got me thinking about how our space trip all started out. You know, the, how all the dogs were sent in space rockets uh, to... T- we were testing to have live things in space. You know, I I know, and I, I still have that picture, that dog's face, you know, one of the dog's faces in my head, and I was just like, look at him, you know, sacrificing his life, and uh, didn't even have a choice, though, either. Laika or Sputnik, I don't know. There were quite a few dogs. But, yeah, the, it's the sad because they probably you know were very scared and d- didn't have a choice and and a big step for mankind so those dogs are heroes whether they 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 chose it or not we need to celebrate them those dogs are heroes and they we're we're you know we we learned a lot by being able to sacrifice those dogs so 
We have a holiday for them. We should find out when their birthdays are. You know, I bet that soon you're going to be able to travel with your dog in space. So dogs will go back into space, but now they will come back alive. You know what? There you go. And if anyone says, oh, no dogs in space, they're not allowed. Oh, really? Well, fuck you, because we had dogs sacrifice their lives to force space. So you can't say that. I got a little too much there. But I'm just saying is that you can't say no dogs because of this whole story. And you know what? That's a perfect argument for the whole no uh, no emotional support animal being allowed on the planes. It's like we wouldn't even be flying in space right now if it wasn't for dogs. So they are more than entitled to their seat on the airplane and the spaceships. And don't you want more emotionally stabled passengers on your your flight? Like if they're, your passengers calm and not having panic attacks and anxiety and as happy that they're with their, fam- their, their beloved family member, that's a good thing, right? You bet it is. It's much better than screaming babies. Space dogs. Is there a song about the space dogs? I mean, hmm, you can have to find it when, and record it on the podcast. Ooh, good idea. I wonder if I can find it. Ooh, space music. That sounds like ghost music. <laughs> what is space music? Is that space music? Well, you know, you can find it on the internet. It's like everything. You put space music, something's going to pop up on Spotify or Sonos or whatever. There are dogs in space and other places. They are sniffing Dogs in outer space Trying to save a human race Dogs in outer space Woof woof Bow wow Woof woof Bow wow (laughs) Oh yeah Speaking of amazing dogs in history uh, such as Laika and the space dogs. Uh, did you know, Tiffany? Tiffany? I'm trying to see that what I'm missing on the news since I wasn't paying attention. Sorry, I'm paying attention to you now. Yeah, you need to pay attention. I was a terrible student in school. Sorry. So, Tiffany, did you know that the first dog in history to be cloned was an Afghan hound? Why an Afghan hound? That's what I was thinking, too. I mean, because of the hair? They thought, like, uh, uh, why an Afghan of all dogs? That's just because they, they are beautiful dogs, but they're also really weird. Yeah, I don't. it's so weird. It's like, ooh, that's a pretty dog. <laughs> Let's clone her. <laughs> Such a weird, I, I couldn't find out why. I just read that that's the uh, deal. And anyway, she was born by a golden retriever. So, like. You know, because the, uh, the golden retriever was the surrogate, because you know she was a clone. She just needed to hang out in somebody's womb. So a golden retriever gave birth to an Afghan hound. That's pretty spacey. That is so spacey. And you know, the first thing I was thinking, like when you were saying, why did they choose an Afghan hound? You know what I was thinking? I'm like, well, you know what? She, the 
out of all the dogs that in the, all the breeds out there, what dog looks most like like a woman? It's the Afghan. <laughs> You're so right. It's the Handmaid's Tale wherever we look. Always after us. I know they're literally they're cloning us, like because they want they wanted to see if they can clone women. Oh yeah, that's the next step. Yeah, they're gonna like get the perfect woman, like the Pamela Anderson type, right? Like blonde, big boobs, you know, that whole thing, and they want to clone them. Oh yeah. Did you know that the U.S. has more pets than any other country in the world? I did not know that. There are 75 million pet dogs in the U.S. So that's more than there are in Russia, than there are in China, uh, Brazil. It doesn't mean that there are more dogs in the U.S. than anywhere else. It's just, more, you know, more pets. Well, you know what? That's a good thing because that means that this country, you know, values pets as, you know, animals, they're as family members. But, you know, it also says that... As a country, because to be fair, when a country can do well, it, it, they can afford to also have a pet and have that luxury of being able to enjoy a pet in, instead of being stressed out about getting their next meal or something or working 24 hours. That's right. And what I start thinking about is, okay, if there is 75 million dogs, then you know how much is that in relation to how many Americans there are? There are 332.9 million Americans. I can't even boggle all these numbers. Boggle? Yeah, my I I'm not I can't even I'm at the whatever you do before the boggle. That's what that's where my head is at. <laughs> all right, screw that. But you know, I, all I'm saying is a lot more people could get dogs. You know, we're euthanizing about a million dogs every year, something like that. And there is so many more millions of people to go in America after the 75 million pet dogs. So I'm thinking there's just like there's so many homes available for all these homeless dogs that we're euthanizing every year. Am I right? Yeah, well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And the problem is, is well, you know, we're going to just have this whole thing about we've been talking about all along puppy mills, having the, the breeding dogs, all of that needs to stop because there is not – we have we have plenty of dogs. We don't need any more. We just need to get more homes. So we need people – we get people to open up their homes more to these dogs. And you know what? Maybe just people don't understand dogs enough. We need to have more, like, information about that. That's why we're here. <gasps> Fairy Tales Podcast. We are here to tell you what is up about the homeless dog situation. And please share this podcast so we can, you know, continue to share all this information and get people talking and knowing more about what's going on with the rescue world right now. Right on, sister. Here's a fun fact that, that I read, that 45% of American dogs sleep with their people in the bed. That, you know, that, t I mean, for me, it should be, you know, 100% or 90%. But 
I it still makes me like relieved that it's not like below twenty percent or something because. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I love sleep. My dogs sleep in bed with me. You know, that's just going to stay that way. And, and you know, it's, I love it. Like, I feel like I'm sleeping in with a pack of dogs, like I'm part of the pack. Yeah, and even when my, my late dog, Bear, couldn't sleep in bed in, in the end, I slept on the floor with him. Oh, that's so precious, you know. I mean, it is. It's like there's something special. There's a special bond that happens sleeping with your dogs. And, um, you know... I, I don't know why people don't give it a try. And you know what? Okay, maybe it's not for everyone, but you're missing out. You're totally missing out. But I want to say that, of course, we understand that a lot of dogs have a lot of fur and they get too hot by sleeping in the bed. So that's just why some don't get to enjoy that uh, pleasure. And that's understandable. But if your your dog wants to sleep in the bed, we recommend that you allow them up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, give, give it a try. I mean, I have a tiny little four-pound chihuahua that sleeps in bed as well um, with me and other dogs. And, uh, you know, so he's super tiny, but he bur- burrows himself deep in there. And somehow he manages to find the spot where he knows he's not going to get kicked or rolled over. He's like, he, he is a, a master at getting out of the way. Oh, look around. We have... Uh Little Maggie, who is snoozing away on the carpet. And then on the blanket is Howie. He always steals Journey's blanket. And then we have Journey lying all curled up. And then we have Ellie also all curled up. Did you know that dogs curl up in a ball when they're sleeping in order to protect their organs? I never knew that. Oh, it's so it's so cute because I love how they curl up in that little ball. It's um, a holdover from their days in the wild when they were vulnerable to um, predators, um, you know, and such when they were sleeping. So that's why they still do that. Well, that's super cute. I know. I heard. Okay, there. I forgot. I already forgot what it was, but. One of the dog walkers told me uh, the reason they go, you know, they spin in circles to before they go pee or poo, and that they always end up is because they're they, they're facing a certain direct. They need to face a certain direction or something, but I forgot it. Yes, it has, it has something to do with the magnetism field of the Earth that they're trying to line up to. I don't know, but something like that. You're right. So is that true? I mean, yeah, because then you know it's funny. Like they go in circles and spin and spin and spin. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hilarious sometimes. Like they have to get the perfect spot. And what about? So what about? Why do they like? I mean, you know, when you go into your like bed and then or a blanket. Like and then they have to ruffle up the blanket. What are they doing? Oh well, they're uh, making a nest. You know, they're making their bed. Uh, they're uh, doing it to make it more comfortable, and they're also uh, um, re- maybe releasing some glands uh, under the paws, uh, some smell onto it, like they're marking the spot as theirs. Okay. I, I, you know what? I don't know why I never asked you this before, because Benny does that all the time, and I'm always like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah, and Benny's such a marker, isn't he? Benny's a stud. Come on, he's out of all the, the the group of dogs that comes through my house. He's always like the 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 stud. 
Oh yeah, Benny is so funny. When I used to have him in the pack, he would always like go and try to pick a fight with like one of the big dogs. <laughs> I know it's like, dude, like he goes after uh, what the like Rocky and a, and a husky and and he yeah he goes after the huskies and like big fluffy shepherds and it's like, why? What the what? And he goes up there and he he's trying to look all macho and he looks ridiculous. I know he's so ridiculous because those big dogs could just chop his head off. <laughs> Louise, okay, so you got these lovely little boxes are like stacked high like it starts with a big box and then goes a little bit smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and it's a little tower of beautiful flowered boxes with a ribbon and someone gave them to her and I mean I the difference I mean Louise and I are a lot alike almost in everything but the difference here is I would have tore uh, tore up that beautiful tower taken that ribbon off so fast and opened those boxes so fast because I'm so curious to know what's in it and it's like torturing me that it's just sitting there all perfect and you don't even know what's in these boxes. You're so funny. You keep bringing this up. It's really bugging you that I haven't opened this gift I had delivered a while ago. I mean, it's, it's been a couple hours. Oh, it's only been a couple hours? Okay, well, that makes me feel better because I thought maybe you had it for like a couple of days or something. And I was like, I mean, I am just chomping at the bit to just open those boxes. <laughs> I guess I don't have very much patience. That is so funny. I'm very excited to see, though. It's a surprise gift from a client. Well, I think part of me also is hoping that there's chocolate in one of them and I can eat one of the t- pieces of chocolate. We're going to open them. How about we wrap it up and wrap these up? It's a wrap. And uh, good night, you all. And please spread the love. Be kind to others and be kind and loving, especially to the animals. Peace out. And see them fly away. And poodles, Samoyeds, Hawkers, and Pugs, Collies, Dalmatians, Retrievers, and Shih Tzus, Chihuahuas, and Schnauzers, King Corsos, Great Danes, 